Welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki C from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Super excited to be here again with you guys today, just bringing you the best of the best uh, guests that I have been meeting throughout my journey in my communities. And I'm super excited to share this next guest with you today. Uh, but before we get into that, we have to give props to our sponsors. Thank you so much to the Connected Leaders Academy, to Financial Room Services, to the Author Millionaire Academy, as well as Breathe Capital Planning. If you need to know more about our sponsors and what they do and how they serve, you can check out our website at www buildingaleadershipmindset.com. We also have some amazing things coming up and updates. So definitely check out the website. Uh, next on our list is our online business mindset mania. It's the fourth one that we are launching and it's called showing up. If you want some more information, definitely connect with me. We have our radiance, uh, 2.0 ladies of leadership coming up this October 7th. And we just have so much more with our Empower to Inspire tour launching in 2024. I can't believe that it's only about five months away. Uh, super excited to be um, putting that together and just making sure that we are empowering and inspiring the world. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our analysis. Without further ado, we are going to introduce our guest, who is Eli Delaney. He is your automated system strategist and is also known as the People Whisperer. He's the creator of the follow-up Rockstar System, teaching entrepreneurs how to go from surviving to thriving in any economy through the art and science of building strong relationships and following up for life. Oof. That just gave me chills. Uh, he's an amazing bestseller with two books, Marketing Tidbits and Networking Tidbits. With a passion for connecting people, his best-selling training course, Networking Like a Rockstar, has over 1,389 students registered globally. Eli helps speakers, authors, and coaches automate their follow-up to grow their business without having to have an MBA from MIT. He's the guy to help you build a 24-7 automated system and turn it into follow-up rock star. I love it. Without further ado, let's get my new friend on here and part of the Vaughn family now. Hello, Eli. How are you? I'm doing awesome, Nikki. It's my pleasure to come hang out with you today. Yes, yes. And we met through the Connected Leaders Academy. Mm -hmm. You had the opportunity to speak um, on that platform to our Connected Leaders Academy members. And let me tell you, that call was hot. Um, I didn't thank get you. to um, thank you for for that and the nuggets that you actually dropped there. So tell us a little bit about first, before we get into that, a little bit about first who Eli is, what have you been through? What were some challenges and struggles? And how did you know that you arrived to this new uh, cool people? So, you know, the one thing I've been in business for almost 30 years. My first company was a web and graphic design agency. I started that somewhere in the, I think it was 95 or 96, somewhere right around there. That was my first business. Grew it from nothing, working out of my dining room to opening up an office. I had five employees, closing three to five contracts a week. We were doing awesome. Then I realized I did not like going to an office and I did not like having employees. And, you know, so I've been, I've been around for a while and it's really fun because I see all the things that happen in the world 
every time we have, say, an economic economic shift, which we've had several of them, you know, one of the things you realize while you're doing this is like, if you're creative and you're resilient, you can get over that stuff. I mean, when 2008 hit and everybody was freaking out, the you know, I was going to to networking events, like in-person events when we before we had Zoom. Zoom wasn't even an idea back then. And I'm going to these events and people were just so depressed because they weren't the sales weren't there. People were losing their houses and things like that going on. And one of the things that I realized was anytime there is a big shift, your attitude is the biggest thing that makes the difference. And for me, it was like, I can't hang out with people that are depressing all the time. And so that's one of the first things that I learned with all this stuff is like every, every little hiccup that's happened over the years is like your attitude really controls everything involved. And that's one of the things that I, I always put on with my clients and I share with people all the time, especially newer people in business. You know, I've been through three different economic, economic changes now. And I just recently, uh, back in October, I completely restarted my life from what had been a long lasting relationship to a death to starting completely over and moving across the country. And I did that in October and I have been rebuilding my life personally and rebuilding my business ever since. And the thing that gets me through it is, okay, what, these are the things that I can't change what can I change? And I focus on those things. And it, and when you have that much stuff going on, there are days where you just, you have a hard time thinking about how you're going to accomplish everything. You can't accomplish everything. I just accomplish one thing. And that's been, honestly, that's one of the biggest things that's really helped me through everything that's gone through. And now we've launched a new CRM system. I've completely relaunched my coaching program. I have clients who are amazing and and it's a blast i have so much fun with it that's awesome and and you said a key word you have to have fun with what you do and if you're assessing your life right now as you're speaking to as you're listening to this ask yourself are you living up to your full potential like are you doing what your life purpose is do you even know what that looks like and start um kind of heading that way because Time is of the essence, right? So what do you think mm -hmm. about um, leadership in one's own life and making those decisions to uh, make things happen for ourselves? I think, um, you know, when you think about leadership, I'm going to, I'm going to use it. I use this term and this phrase a lot when people talk about becoming an influencer. And I think, um, cause personally the term influencer drives me nuts. I can't stand it. Um, because it's been abused reality. Um, but I think in the principle of what I'm going to share here in a second, it, it applies very much into leadership as well. Don't focus on being a leader. Do things that influence people to help them make their lives better. Because when you do that, you become the leader. And, and I think that's a really big thing. If you are trying to be a leader, you're trying too hard. If you're just doing things that help bring people up and bring the best out of people and add value to their lives and help them get to that next level, well, that's the definition of what a leader does. 
And so you don't have to try that hard. All you're doing is just, okay, let me, let me get out there and do some things that are going to help some people out and let me influence them or, or share with them things that will help them lift up whatever it is they're trying to do and to get to their next level in their journey. That's all you're doing. And, and being a leader comes from that, which is great because then you don't have to try. You just do, you know? And when you try, when we try to do things, we overthink it. Absolutely. If you think about it, you're the best things you ever do, the best ideas you come up with and the best actions you take and whatever your special skill is, like, like great example, one of the things I do on a personal level, a hobby of mine is archery and it's old school archery, stick in a string. I'm not doing compounds, all that kind of goofy technology stuff. I live in technology day to day. I wanted something to get away from all of that stuff. But, you know, one of the things that I've learned when I go out and shoot, and for me, it's a form of meditation. I go out and I'll walk a course and I'll, I'll shoot at targets, right? Um, for me, the best shots that I take are the ones I don't think about. I've had shots where I just, I mean, I'm literally just like, there's a target, boom, and it's a perfect bullseye. But if wow. I stop and I overthink it, I'm like, okay, do I need to go up a little bit? Do I need, do I need to pull back a little bit for it? It screws it up every time. Well, that's a metaphor for life. It's like, don't overthink it. Don't try, just do it. Oh my goodness. The, that was just powerful all in itself. That was, oh my goodness, because it's so true. And this is what I kind of instill in everyone. Just take action, consistent action, right? It's yeah. not just try something today. Yeah. And if it fails or you think it fails, you don't continue to try, right? Mm -hmm. Until you get the results that you're looking for. It's going to take... For some, it may take a shorter amount of time and for others, it may take a longer amount of times. And it all depends, you know, how fast you want to run the race. Do you want to run it fast where you run it to the ground without knowing anything or growing through right. the path? Um, and, and I love that you said about not overthinking stuff because we can be our own self-sabotagers. If we mm -hmm. give ourselves an additional two to five minutes to kind of weigh out the pros and cons we can totally psych ourselves out to even make that first move, to even take that first step. So I love all those golden nuggets you're dropping just about um, about just life and just making things happen. So that's just super cool that um, the way you were able to illustrate that. So thank you so much uh, for that. So let's talk about your two books that you have. Um, I love tidbits. Who doesn't love tidbits, right? Yeah. We love, you know, those tips that we can kind of take. And, um, and I would love for you to share, like, what was the um, original mission for each of them? And mm -hmm. were you able to hit your mark with these? So um, we definitely hit the mark with them. Um, the biggest thing with them was I, I think in nuggets, okay? Like one of the things that I am most well known for is email writing. Okay. Email. How do you have a great conversation, get people to want to open up your emails? That's actually part of my follow up rockstar system is teaching people how to do that. The kicker with that is that it's in, for me, that's it's so easy because it's small chunks. We're not creating a really long sales page. We're not, you know, we're not overthinking it again, going back to that. It's like, we live in a microwave society. If it's not done in two minutes or less, we're out of out of here. And so how do you think in small chunks? 
And so when we put the books together, it was the same idea is like, how do we have small chunks? And the idea was, um, read a chapter, pick it up and just, I mean, it doesn't matter if you read the table contents, pick one, if you read it starts to finish, or you just literally open it up, flip to a chapter and read it, but you can read the chapter in five minutes or less and then go take action on it. And that was the goal behind both books. And that's because we are in that society where we have to have things in micro doses. And I mean, you can think about like today's, um, you know, social media, the most popular form of social media right now is reels, short form video, minute to a minute and a half max. Well, I was doing this. I mean, that first book was almost 10 years ago. And I was doing that back then because I'm like, we live in this world. We don't have time. And we and the ADD is rising very, very fast in our society. We have to put it into small bite-sized chunks. And so that's what I did with the books. That was the idea was to make it so it's two or three pages. Like you can read it in five minutes max, but every chapter has one simple, here's the principle, here's the action, go do it. And I've got people who um, that I know to this day that, that they have that first book right next to their desk. And every once in a while, they pull it out, read a chapter and go take action on it, which is pretty cool. I love it. So you're definitely going to have to share that link so we can have it on your show notes so people can pick up those books awesome. um, because I, I'm definitely going to get a copy for myself of each of them um, because we never stop growing. We never are not a student, right? Where we're always a student every yeah. day of life in every area. And there is always something new to be learned and to be taught. Um, and we all find ways. And sometimes there's no really right or wrong way. It's whatever fits with you, your personality, oh, yeah. because those things um, also matter as well. Um, what one book can do for me can do a million things for you, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just the nature of the game, but we have to actually pick them up and do something with them. Um, I, I love, you know, I am on a journey for a couple anthologies that I'm going to put out there really, really soon. And um, I won't give away uh, the, the the first one that I'm really excited about. And it's, you know, falls within, you know, giving advice to our society, right? Um, mm -hmm. The and, and it's so true with attention span. Um, I am you have to really grab me in that first five seconds, whether yeah. it's, you know, a long post or a reel or a story. And um, sometimes we just don't give it a chance, you know, because mm -hmm. we had that, that, um, that kind of middle ground where it's like people tell us, you know, as entrepreneurs don't spend time on feeds, right? You're, you're just wasting time. That's not productive, but um then you have, you know, take time to look at feeds so that you can, you know, get your creative spark going. What is your, um, your thoughts on that? So, so you're asking about like going to social media and yes. paying, spending time consuming data. Correct. Okay. First and foremost, that is a slippery slope to go down. You can, you can get sucked into it very easily. And, and I have been as guilty as a lot of people are especially when I was kind of rebuilding stuff going on in my head, I was in a really funky place. And so it was an escapism for me. Um, now, if you can break out of that and not get sucked into it as a consumer, this is the kicker. You're not there as a consumer of that, but you're a researcher. 
Okay. Use it as a tool for research. Use it as a tool for potentially lead generation. Like one of the best things to do from a marketer standpoint, what I do is I, I'll spend time going through, you know, going down my feed. I'll look at some of the groups and stuff that I'm in. And I look for people asking questions. And the biggest thing with that is if somebody's asking a question and I know the answer, it doesn't have to do anything to do with my business. I'm the first one in there answering it and and I'm answering it as detailed as I can. It's not going to be uh hold out, don't use that, they, they suck, you know, those kind of things because that's useless. But spend time is like, okay, here's my experience, here's what I like, here's what I don't like, and here's what I recommend based on that, or here's my advice based on that. You know, as a great example of that, I had a client who actually did that and he was asking about a piece of software for ages and ages ago. And he was looking at switching over the software and the software happens to have a, a very mixed review relationship with the world. And so he posts in this group and he, he was like, Hey, I'm thinking about using the software, um, who uses it, who has used it, what are the pluses, what are the mices, blah, blah, blah. And I go in and he, first off, there's like 50 comments and they are either one of two exact like polar opposites. One it's horrible. It's too expensive. It's confusing, blah, blah, blah. Then the other side is it's the greatest thing. And you know what? I, I am actually a reseller. So if you work with me, I'll give you some extra bonuses. Here's my link. And so it was either they hate it or they're pitching it. Okay. So I go in and I had experience with the software. I had actually used them since 2008, actually 2007. And so I went in like, here's, you know, we've been using this since 2007. This is, um, you know, back when it was really, really new and it's come a long way. Here's what I like about it. Here's what I don't like about it. And here's what you need to know before you get into it in order to get the most bang out of your buck. So I spent maybe five minutes and I wrote a decent little bit for him. It's five minutes out of my day. And they said, if you've got more questions, shoot me a message. I'm happy to jump on a Zoom and, and answer them for you. About a week later, he comes back and he sends me a message. Hey, Eli, I don't know if you remember the conversation in the so-and-so group. I asked about the software. And I was like, yeah, I remember. And he's like, first off, I want to thank you so much for your detailed response. You were the only person that actually took time to actually answer my questions. And I thank you for that. Would you still be open for that call? He's like, yeah, sure. So I sent him my calendar link and he booked on the calendar. We ended up jumping on a call. That guy ended up becoming a client of ours and had been a client of us for about seven years. Just because I spent five minutes to help him out and actually answer his question. And it wasn't, I wasn't pitching him anything. I just answered his question. But he was like, so do you do this stuff? Well, I'm like, actually, yeah, we, we can help you with that. And it wasn't even my primary business. It's like something I did on the side behind the scenes. I never advertised that I marketed that side of my business. So he wasn't coming to me knowing that I was an expert to do this stuff for him. He was coming to me as somebody who'd used the platform and just gave him some open advice. Yeah, that's true quality. That is true quality as a serving leader, you know, taking ownership of that, right? Because that's what we do as entrepreneurs. That's what we should be doing as entrepreneurs is really paying attention to what's being said and what's not being said. Yep. And the opportunities lie between that. Yes. And you had no expectation, but just to help someone out. Mm -hmm. And the blessing came back because they took notice of that. 
Yes. So, and that's a pure definition of what, uh, I mean, I think what a people whisperer is. So tell me how you got that name, <laughs> who's up that for you and how do you feel about it? <laughs> I, I have a blast with it. I think it's funny. Um, so the name came from, um, I, I've got, so a friend of mine, Angel Tusi, she's in the uh, PR space. She helps people get media. I don't know if you know Angel or not. Um, she was running a series of summits um, when COVID first hit. So 2020, when the world shut down and every, everybody had to go virtual, she started running these things. And at one point they did an awards after they had done like uh, six months or a year, I think it was a year's worth of these shows. And I had participated in them and they gave, um, they gave out awards and they made up this award for me as I got the award as the people whisperer. And it was because of the fact that when I talk to people, first and foremost, I know a lot of people like I, I am, I'm making introductions in and out all the time. I am, like I said, I've been in this world for a long time and I've been very active with it. The thing is that I'm much more quiet. I'm not that in your face posting obnoxious stuff all the time. I'm an, I'm a natural introvert, but when I do get to know people, I talk to them and I get very commonly people will actually like, I want to work with you because I just feel like I trust you. And I want to, I want to hear more about what you do and how do, you know, what's it look like to work with you? Cause I think you're the right person for me before they really even know what I sell. And it's all about how I talk. It's my conversation with people. And so I know a lot of people, I have some very deep relationships. I know some very, very big names out there that everybody listening to this knows. And some of them, I have their cell phones in my phone. Um, I will never put them out publicly because of the simple fact that that's not where our relationship's about. And, and it's cool. It's a cool place to be. I've had some amazing conversations and reality. That's what it goes, you know, above my head. I have, it says me cool people. That's, that's what I do better than anything else is I have great conversations with amazing people, get to know them, figure out how can I make their life better one way or another, whether that's in a business aspect or just somebody to talk to. And so that, that's where it came from. And I, I ran with it and I have a lot of black, I have a lot of fun with it. I like, it does, it does have meaning for me. Awesome. Well, we are going to get into that hashtag in just a moment. We are going to listen real quick to our sponsors and we'll be right back with Eli dropping major nuggets here. And um, we're going to keep it rolling. Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care.
hello, hello. We are back here with Eli on Building a Leadership Mindset podcast, and I'm just super excited. Uh, we just talked about uh, his award that he won as the uh, People Whisperer, so congratulations on that, because I think that's awesome where a community um, takes their, their, their members, their followers, and really pours back into them and shares, you know, how they have impacted um, th that community, right? That's just so awesome to watch that, you know, it's different. Um, it, it's not just here, let me pitch, 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 but let's see how we can serve each other. So thank you, um, for sharing that. And you shared the story of, uh, hashtag meet cool people. And I would love for you to share that with our audience. Cause I thought that was uh, pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Uh, the mindset that, led to that being in a, uh, in, in an event and I'll let you tell the story. <laughs> okay. So me cool people actually came from, um, in 2019, I was traveling all over the country. I was on a plane, <clears throat> a slow month for me was months a month. I was usually two or three times on a, on a plane every month, traveling everywhere for speaking gigs. And one of the places that I was in a lot was in Miami. And this one event, they had me come back multiple times. And it was funny, the MC was doing, you know, it was a smaller group. So they would hand the mic around to everybody is like, okay, introduce who you are, how you help your clients, and what do you hope to get out of the next three days for this event. And when they got done, they would then go to the speakers. Well, most of the speakers are, are like, you know, this is who I am, this is what I do, and I'm going to be speaking on this. And, you know, I got a special offer for you. It, to me, the first off, that's boring. Uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, congratulations. I'm just letting you know I'm going to pitch you now. Eh, eh, that didn't work for me. So when I got the mic, I'm like, okay, so, you know, my name's Eli. And I, I at the time, I lived in Portland, Oregon. So I was like, I live in Portland, Oregon. Um, we're in Miami. And this is almost as far continent to continent across as you can get in the U.S. Um, I come here every month. Seriously, yeah, I'm going to speak. I'm going to talk to you about some follow-up stuff and, and have better relationships and everything. But the reality is I come here because I just like to meet cool people. And there's a lot of cool people that come to this event. And that took off. And the MC, like, he started introducing me as the guy who loves to meet cool people. Um, one of the things that came from that also was that speaking is always awesome. I love speaking at events. But what I love even further is after I get off stage, people come up and they're like, Hey, thank you so much. This was great, which is awesome. Um, and I'm like, thank you. I'm getting some people together for dinner. Why don't you come join us? And we would get people together. We would go to dinner and it's usually not even an expensive place. I had in Miami specifically at a place that was right on the water. It was, it was kind of a little hole in the wall kind of thing. Uh, food was ex was not expensive, but it was really good. They had great mojitos, and we would get 10 or 15 people together and just hang out and get to know each other. And I'm a firm believer that the best way to really find out who somebody is is by sitting down and breaking bread. And so I got known for the dinners, and that took off to other other events. And so for I got started doing that pretty much everywhere that I went. I would get people together for that. And so that's where Meet Cool People started. It has now evolved into its own thing. How do we step away from the technology? We have technology. We should utilize it. But how do we step away from it and actually have real conversation with people? I put together, I have these wristbands that I had a whole bunch of them made up just before the world shut down. So I didn't get to give them as many of them out as I wanted to. Uh, but 
that you you have these wristbands and the whole reason the wristband was not because we wanted another wristband because nobody wants another wristband but the idea is you wear it on the hand that you hold your phone with so like for me i'm left-handed so i hold my phone with my left hand i keep it on my left hand and the reason is it is a reminder that if i'm sitting there looking at my phone should i be looking at my phone or should i be sitting talking to the person sitting across from me and actually put my phone down Hmm. And so that's a big piece of it. It's about having true connection, true relationships, and taking that opportunity to actually get out there and meet cool people. And so it's evolved to a bunch of other stuff. We do a weekly meetup. Um, I have a podcast coming out soon, and we have fun with it. Awesome. I, I love that. Um, having a constant reminder just around your wrist when you are... Um, there's so many times that I go to these restaurants and um, the, everybody's just on their phone. There's no communication. There's no dialogue. There's yeah. just, you know, and then they look up and they're like, well, you know, what are we talking about anymore? Right. Yeah. Um, so that's so neat to, you know, have that concept or have that in mind to really remind people. And now I will know, even if I don't have the wristband in my hand, that when I have my phone and I'm in that setting, put it down and yep. start building those relationships, which that's what we're going to go into next. Um, I'm all about relationship building. I'm all about the long haul um, longevity, just uh, how can we grow together? How can we make, you know, uh, something beautiful? How can we, you know, just create in this space that needs so much TLC. Um, so you love building relationships and you have the follow-up rock star. And what people fail to do is they fail to follow up. Yeah. So they don't know how people are really thinking and feeling and seeing if they are on board with your mission, whatever that looks like. Right. right. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So, you know, I'll, I'll come at it from the, the sales perspective up front, and then we're going to, we're going to switch it the other direction. From the sales perspective, um, anybody who's been in business for a decent amount of time has probably heard the the, the quote um, of it takes six to 10 times for a sale to be made, for somebody to make a buying decision. And depending on who you hear that from, sometimes it's six, sometimes it's nine, sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's 12. That number changes all the time. Reality is I don't think any of us actually know where that that stat came from. I mean, somebody could have possibly made it up, but the principle behind it is legit. The reality is people don't necessarily buy right out of the gate. Some people do. Some people, some people are impulsive and some people are also fast decision makers. They're like, I see the value in this. Let's do it. Here's my credit card. Um, but the mass majority of people are not there. And all of this evolved from when I first became a speaker. When I first became a speaker, I'm getting up on stage. I might speak in front of 100 people. And at the end of the event, I got 10 people like credit card in hand ready. To, Let's do this. I, I need your help. My brain immediately went to, what about the other 90? What did I do wrong? How do I fix that? And so I started following up with these people. I started getting their contact information, following up with them. And I found myself closing an additional 10 to 20%. And I was like, huh, there's something to this. Because I'm actually closing more after the fact than I did from actually speaking. And I now doubled and sometimes tripled my results just because I sent them a couple of emails afterwards. I'm like, okay, there's a thing to this. And over time it evolved. And that's where the program evolved because we started, we did it for me. It worked really well. I started using a lot of automation back when automation wasn't really even known as a thing. 
And now it's like everybody is an automation expert, which is hilarious. Um, but back then, I mean, I had an automated webinar that ran for six years and nobody knew automated webinars were a thing. They thought it was live. They didn't know that you could automate it at that point. Okay. Now I don't really do automated webinars anymore. Sometimes I do, but for, I mean, everything, the life is of a marketing thing has evolved, but this was back then I was putting this stuff in place and getting such great results from it. I started helping other people with it. Um, that's a whole other long story. And eventually back in 2018, I was like, okay, I don't want to do this as a done for you service anymore. Cause it's a lot of personal time and I don't want to grow an agency. I don't want to have a big staff. I did that once did not like it. So how can I turn this into a coaching program? And so that's what I ended up doing was I converted it into the follow-up rockstar system, which is what I've got now. And that is a coaching hybrid program where I give you the framework and the template psychology behind it. And then we help you with that next step. So you can put it in your platform, your software. And we even have, we now have a software with it. But the idea is the follow-up, you have to remember people buy when they're ready to buy, not when we want them to buy. Okay. If we had our way, they would buy yesterday. Okay. They'd give us money and then we'd say, hi, how are you? I'm Eli. Um, that, that's what we would want to have happen because that helps us you know, pay our bills. But the reality is most people are not ready to buy and they have to figure out that big thing. We all know the KLT factor or KLC factor, no like and trust, right? And so we have to change the conversation and that's where I'm going to make my switch. Following up all the time does not mean pitch them every other day, which so many people think that's what it is. When they hear the terms, you have to always have a call to action. That does not mean you have to have them pitch. You have to pitch them something every day. We all know those people. The only time we ever hear from them is when they pitch us something. We call those pitch pirates. The only time we hear from them is when they want our booty. That's not where we're going. That's not what we want to be. And so your call to action could be as simple as I have a really cool book that I thought was awesome and you might, you might find it helpful. Here's the book that I recommend. As a matter of fact, I have one sitting right here. I recommend this book all the time. This is The Go-Giver by Bob Burke. Okay. If you haven't read this book, you need to read this book because this is all the principles, the same stuff I'm talking about here. It's all about helping other people and being a giver first. Okay. Showing value first. And so I recommend this book and I might recommend this book over an email. It's like, hey, here's a book by Bob Berg. It's an awesome book. This is why I like it so much. Here's a link to Amazon. Go check it out. Call to action. By the way, once you read it, it's a wicked, really easy read. You can read it like three hours over the weekend. I would love for you to reply back. Let me know what you thought of the book. That's a call to action. What you're doing is you're now getting them to reply back start a conversation and conversations actually do lead to sales because now you have a dialogue going on. You're having your back and forth. like, Oh, you love this one. I like this chapter and this is what I got out of it. And the next thing you know, if they're actually interested in something that you have to offer, they'll ask, but you start the conversation to make that happen. And the conversation doesn't have to be, I have this really cool thing and it's 50% off. Go buy it today. After a while, that gets old. I mean, yeah, you can have promos. There's nothing wrong with that, but it can't be everything. You have to add value and stay in touch with people. I have a guy, this was September 16th, 2020. This guy replies to one of my emails sharing some tip. I don't even remember what it was now. 
And he says, Eli, I want to thank you so much for everything you've done for me. I've been on your list for a couple of years now, and you've really helped my business. My son's starting a construction company, and I'm wondering if you can help us with some marketing stuff. I'm like, awesome. You know, starts a conversation. Conversations lead to sales. That's a good thing. But I go into my database, my CRM. Now, if you don't know what a CRM is, a customer relationship manager. Okay, It's basically your database of all your people. Go into my database. I'm like, what does he mean by a couple years? Look him up. He saw me speak in Scottsdale, Arizona, speaking at a SCORE event. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know what SCORE is, SCORE is a, it stands for um, Service Corps Retired Executive. So basically when executives get older, they decide to retire out of their business, they can volunteer. Well, what happens is they go home, they hang out at the house, they play some golf, they, they're, they drive their wives nuts, the wives tell them get the hell out of the house, and they usually end up going to, to volunteer their time at SCORE. So that's where that works. Um, I was actually a trainer for SCORE for a while, and I was teaching classes with them. So this gentleman sees me speak at a SCORE event, July 3rd, 2010. 10 years and three months later, he is coming back to me to refer his son's business to me. Oh. And all because I just stayed in touch with him. I kept giving him value uh, over the time. And when he was ready, he asked. That's where follow-up is powerful. I mean, obviously, we don't want it to take 10 years, but if we're still there in 10 years and they need us then, that's great. Absolutely. But if we went through that mindset and actually had systems in place and things to uh, generate that continued communication, mm -hmm. um, and even if it's, you know, if we don't have time or, you know, funds to get a CRM system or have someone manage it because we're not technically savvy, um, even, you know, a regular text message, a voice message, a, a mm -hmm. email, something yes. to continue that conversation and show that you truly want um, to add value to other people's lives. And people are going to take notice uh, regardless whether yeah. it's now or 10 years from now. But if we start that at the very beginning, that 10 year mark would be. Oh, sure. yeah, Absolutely. Well, and here's the thing with this is we're getting out there, especially if like if you're a coach, you're a speaker, you're getting out there in front of people anyway, you're meeting people. I mean, you might meet 50 or 100 people in a month sometimes. You never know when somebody's going to be ready or they know somebody else who would be ready. So if you just stay in touch with them and that lead, that person, because I, I don't even like to call it a lead at that point, but that person is... They're, they're in your world. They're in your eco-culture. And you keep staying in touch with them and you keep adding value for them. And obviously put it in the world of automation as much as possible because you can only stay manually in front of so many people at a time because you know there's only so many hours in the day and that takes time. That's where technology happens. CRM comes in play. By the way, CRM does not have to be an expensive one. And reality is um, the CRM is going to be the lifeblood of your business. You don't have to do all the fancy campaigns like I set up. The reality is you meet somebody, put them in the CRM so you have their information in there and you just create a task for yourself. Hey, by the way, go email Bob next week. You know, hey, it's October 15th. Go send, send Julia a text real quick. Just check in, see how she's doing. All it is is adding a task for yourself to remind yourself to do something, to take an action. Obviously, using campaigns and, and the automation makes your life haul way better, way easier, way faster, and you can do more. But start with that. 
Absolutely. That's just some great stuff. Thank you so much, Eli, for everything that you have poured into us today and our audience. You are a rock star for sure. Thank Can't you. wait to tap into more of what you have. I'm definitely going to get those books, so definitely send me those links. Um, and also, um, tell us how we can get a hold of you. Easiest way to get a hold of me is connectwitheli.com. Now, Eli is E-L-Y. That's very important. Um, I think if you go to ELI, it goes to some commercial real estate dude in Iowa or something like that. Um, but it's connectwitheli.com. And from there, I got some free stuff up there. I've got my links to all my social media. You can connect with me there. I'm a little trick with this. If you send me a friend request on Facebook or a connection in LinkedIn or whatever, send me a message with it. it says, hey, I heard you on the show with Nikki. I love what you said. Here's, I mean, if you can have, if I said something that you were actually appreciated, please call it out of what it was. That helps me know what that I'm saying the right things. Um, but send a private message, an actual message saying, I heard you here and I wanted to connect with you. I get probably 10 friend requests on Facebook alone every day. Most of them I get to when I get to them. But if somebody sends me a message and I know where they came from, they go to the top of the list and usually it's within 24 hours that I'll respond. Um, so do that and then, you know, find out more, you know, go, go back that same page, connect with Eli.com. You could even book a call in my calendar. I, I'm, I'm going to open book. I love, again, right above my head, it says meet cool people. I love to meet cool people. It's not a sales call. It's a conversation. I'd like to get to know you, figure out what, what kind of cool things are you doing? And is there a way I can help you out? Which does not necessarily mean my stuff. I, I've been in this world for a long time. I got a lot of people that I know. And if I find know somebody who might be a good fit to help you one way or another, I would love to do that introduction for you. So connect with Eli.com. All my stuff is right there. Awesome. And those were like heavy tidbits right there at the end on, <laughs> I just keep seeing them. They just keep dropping, but thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom in this space. It's, uh, awesome to know you let's stay connected for sure thank you guys all so much for listening to another episode of building a leadership mindset podcast i'm your host nikki c have a great day and as i always say make it count